Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with yet another AITA story for you. And guess what? This one's about cake. I know. I came dressed for the occasion. I came dressed for the party. Did you get your cake out? Or if you have a cake shirt, you can put that on too. If you don't have a cake shirt, you can get it at DustyThunderSwag.com. Anyway, I digress. We have cake to talk about here. This story is, am I the astronaut for not bringing a birthday cake for my nephew? I, 24 female, am a baker. I started baking since high school and have been making birthday cakes for my family. It was a good way to let people know that I bake, to get feedback, and to experiment. Thanks to that, I've gotten a few cake orders from my relatives and friends. After high school, I've gone to culinary school and have been working professionally since. I've made birthday cakes for my sister, her husband, her three kids, my parents every year, excluding a couple of years in between when I was abroad. I didn't charge them anything as it was a present from me. These custom cakes normally cost around $200 to $250. Damn! That's got to be some either really, really, really tasty cake or just a really beautiful cake. This year on my birthday, I didn't have anything planned, didn't remind anyone that it was coming up. I was hoping at least one of them would remember and surprise me with something, but when I asked my mom if she bought a cake for me, she thought I would bake a cake for myself. On my birthday, I was hurt. I didn't make cakes wanting to get anything returned, but I realized that I was being taken for granted. After a few months, it was my nephew's seventh birthday. This time, I decided not to bring a cake and instead bought him a toy he wanted. When I got to my sister's house, she asked me where the cake was. I told her I didn't bring one. She got mad at me, saying that she expected me to bring a cake and didn't order one from a shop. I told her that it wasn't my problem. She could have asked me and ordered one from my bakery. My nephew was crying that he didn't have a cake, and my sister blamed me for making him sad on his birthday. After the birthday party, I had numerous relatives making me seem like the bad guy and ruining the party. When I talked to my friends and coworkers about this, they were on my side. I'm not sure how I feel. Am I the asshole? This story involves cake, and we all know how passionate I am about cake for whatever reason. But I also don't know how I feel about this. I mean, OP in this situation was doing something extraordinarily kind and above and beyond, and and she was being taken advantage of, so, so she decided to stop. And you can't fault her for that. You can't fault her for... Not bringing a $250 cake, right? Especially if you didn't pre-communicate with her. Now, how long has she been doing this? That's the question. Because they obviously were in a routine and had the assumption that this was going to happen. And the assumption is the is where she was being taken advantage of, right? It's They were assuming that she was going to do it. They didn't communicate. They didn't request anything. They just assumed that she was going to do this extremely generous thing for every birthday, every freaking year. And uh, they didn't communicate with her ahead of time to make sure that it was going to happen. But she stopped it abruptly. And she didn't communicate with people who are probably relying on her to bring that cake. And she knows that. She didn't communicate with them either. And the real loser in all this is this seven-year-old nephew, which sucks 
bad. Poor kid doesn't have a cake. Whose fault is it? It's got to be his mom's, right? It's got to be his mom's for not communicating. It's not, it's, it's not on the aunt to provide a cake for a nephew on the birthday. It is not. Even if she's provided cakes for every other birthday for years, you still can't just assume that's going to happen. There has to be some kind of communication by mom to lock down the cake for her son. Has to be. Has to be. It can't be on the aunt. That's where I'm at on this. Opie is not the asshole at all. Mom should have communicated. You don't mess around with cake on the birthday. You make sure that shit is locked down. You don't mess around. You don't make assumptions. You don't play games with the cake, especially a freaking seven-year-old kid. My God, this poor kid. Like Somebody get in the car, drive 15 minutes to Walmart or neighborhood market, pick one up for 15 bucks, have them squirt a name on it and run back. He doesn't care if it's fancy. He just wants a cake for his seventh birthday. That's it. The one iffy thing about Opie and all this is that she created an expectation through repetition, right? So she did something. We don't know how many times she did it, but let's say she did something 99 times in a row. And then someone assumed she was going to do it the hundredth time in a row. And that's understandable. I understand why they assumed that. Assuming it and not confirming it is still ill-advised. And that still puts it on mom. It can't be OP's fault for not bringing a cake to a nephew's birthday party. That has to be a parental responsibility unless someone has volunteered and said, I got this this time. But that was not uttered. It was just assumed. Let's talk mom. We've got our ASCON scale up. And as a reminder, uh, ASCON 4 is the least amount of asshole. ASCON 1 is the worst asshole there can be. ASCON 4 is you could have done it differently. ASCON 3 is you should have done it differently. ASCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And ASCON 1 is you're a terrible human. If I were in that situation, I would have felt right doing that. I would have felt right giving them a heads up so that this situation didn't happen. It wasn't her responsibility to do that. It was mom's responsibility to say, hey, are you doing this thing that you always do? Just want to make sure my kid has a cake. So I still don't think that we can put that on OP. It would have been great if she did. And if she did, it could have avoided this mess. But I don't think we can put it on OP. Poor gal. There would at least have been some kind of, of inquiry about, okay, he's really into this this year. All the decorations are going to be themed this. Like, uh, I mean, with, with Navy Thunder, obviously, she she is like still in a bluey phase, but also kind of coming out of a bluey phase. Uh, she's really into Secret Life of Pets and Minions. She's into a lot of stuff right now, but that's a moving target. And there has to be communication about that. Otherwise, you have this really beautiful cake that doesn't fit the theme at all. And maybe that doesn't matter, but uh, it's another reason to communicate, right? It's not the kid's fault. And the kid's the one who ends up getting punished for it. And that sucks, but it is on his mom. It would have been more convenient if it was an adult's birthday that this happened to first. I agree with that. OP doesn't owe anybody. And it's not her fault that this happened. Her not bringing the cake and not saying, hey, heads up, contributed to this happening, but it's not her fault. Either way, it sucks. Maybe this happened to me as a child and I just don't remember it. I mean, I don't think that my parents, my, my parents are great parents, a great family. I don't think they would ever do this to me. But if it happened, maybe in a previous life or something, there's got to be some kind of explanation for my heated feelings about cake. My feelings about cake are all the way up to 350 degrees and they're frosted. If there is a birthday party where the kid doesn't have a cake, he may not turn another year old. He may not. That's the, he may become Benjamin Button and start moving backwards. If he has a birthday without a cake, that's some string theory shit. 
that's some God particle stuff. You don't, you don't mess with atoms at that level. Not, not in a uncontrolled environment. You just don't. It could be cataclysmic. You don't know what's going to happen. There we go. We're making this official for mom with an ASCON 2 rating. She might be a one. I feel like two, I'm comfortable with two. Might be a one, but comfortable with two here. Not putting OP on the scale at all. There were some things that she probably could have done differently, but I think we have to draw a line and say this was not her responsibility. This was not her fault. Her taking preemptive action could have prevented things, but it wasn't her responsibility to do that, which might put her at a four, but I won't do it. I won't do it because she is the giver of cake and has given plenty of cakes away, and she just finally said no more. No mas. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. Not an AITA story. This one is from Tales from Your Server. Important note, Candy Thunder and I were both servers at Outback Steakhouse back in the day. We just weren't servers there at the same time. I was a server and she was a hostess. And then later on. Anyway, we were both servers. So we should actually have some, some additional context for this. Title, I made a prom girl cry last night. Almost seems like there's a bit of pride attached to this statement. I don't know how this is going to go. So prom season is upon us in America. I work in a mid-range sushi restaurant and we had a butt a butt ton of reservations this last weekend. We had a few different girls call to add more people to their reservations, which my manager specifically told them, no, we are at capacity. Literally all the chairs will be used between six to eight 30 PM. Well, I got a 10 top reservation at six 30. My reservation is just a little between two other 19 top reservations. Plus whatever else is out there that are not prom tables. My 10 top insists on being an 11 top and they make the host pull in a chair from the patio to their table. My manager got pissed. He's muttering about how these little girls have never been told no in their lives and he's already done with them. It's an interesting take for a manager here. We're going to go ahead and fly these. I greet the table and ask for their drink order. Nope. They all just want to stick with water. That's fine. I check back for appetizers again. Nope. Nothing for the table. So these checks were going to be very, very small. Then they asked me for kids menus. Dear God, no way. I walk away and tell my manager they just asked for kids menus. He says, absolutely not. Kids meals are for 12 and under. These prom girls are at least 17. So instead, I bring them out off menu to push them off the kids menu thing. I say, hey guys, but my manager says I can't do kids meals or kids menus for this table because it's only for kids 12 and under. Sorry. So I give them a few minutes to peruse our regular menus. And when I go to refill waters, I see that a couple of the girls have pulled up our kids menus on their phones. Sigh. I finally start taking their order. Everything is going fine. I've established everyone is on their own check. But then I get to the patio chair girl who wasn't even supposed to be there. And she proceeds to order the kids butter noodles. I say, sorry, my manager has said I can't do kids meals at this table. She freezes and starts to tear up. I asked her if she liked chicken or veggies because we can sub any of our rice bowls for noodles. Tears are streaming down her face and she says, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want anything. I'm fine. So I move to the next girls and finish taking the order. I offer to leave a menu behind for her. I go to my manager and tell him this girl is crying because she can't order a kid's meal. He says, are you effing kidding me? She's crying. No wonder they don't have dates. 
manager seems like a real winner here. I'm trying not to cackle at this point. So I put in their long-ass ticket for hot food and sushi. I check back, and there's two super polite girls at the table that try to defuse the situation. They ask me if they can get her a noodle bowl, just plain no veggies, no sauce. I say, sure. Crybaby in the patio chair says with a trembling lip, will there be butter on the noodles? I say, sure. Dear Lord. The two diffusers go on to tell me she had COVID a couple of years ago and her taste buds just never came back, so she can't eat a lot of things like chicken or veggies. I reply, that's awful. And one of the girls mutters, she doesn't care. I go back to tell my manager this whole exchange and he rolls his eyes and says, we've all had COVID by now. She's doing all of this for attention. Boy, you done just messed up. I'll explain in a moment, but you get more of these. Rest of the meal goes by uneventfully since it's automatic gratuity on parties eight or more. One of the diffuser girls left me a double grat and kitty cat drawing, lol. If you've got some American prom horror stories, share them please. Edit to add to all the comments about how it was more about money than food or whatever. The restaurant is an affluent part of town, but there was only a $2 difference between the kids meal price and any of the chicken fried rice bowls most of the girls got. None of them shared meals and it was around $12 to $14 per Per person. Okay, uh, so <laughs> OP and more specifically her manager are real big pieces of shit for a thousand reasons. But the most alarming of which is that they clearly haven't had COVID rid them of their taste buds. They clearly haven't had COVID rid them of of foods that they loved they haven't had it turn all of their tastes upside down they haven't had it take away their favorite items they haven't had it take away a favorite cake that they loved for years and years and years and all of a sudden tastes like garbage to them now they haven't had that happen and they're treating it like everyone experiences this the same way this manager specifically it was about money to him and even if it wasn't guess what most Restaurants have a, yeah, you can order out the kids menu, but there's a $2 upcharge for it. Cool. Fine. Whatever. This dude is being a dick just to be a dick and obviously has something against the prom girls. And I can tell you from being a server, like having, having a table full of prom kids, you know, you're not going to make great money on, but she had automatic gratuity on there. So, so just do, just do it. Just go do your job and try to take care of people. But being shitty to this girl in particular and not giving a shit because she can only eat this one small thing. I very, <laughs> this pisses me off on behalf of Candy Thunder because Candy Thunder had COVID ruin her taste buds and things that she loved before. She just can't, she just can't deal with it all anymore. There are colognes that I wore for years that were her favorite colognes that COVID destroyed and I can't even have in the house anymore. It changed so much. It took away so much joy in things from her life that anyone who tries to minimize that can just go themselves. That's just not being understanding. And this guy or guy or gal, whatever the manager is not attempting to be understanding at all is just being hateful from the rip. And people like that are just shit people. Now the server here, I'm going to say isn't quite as bad as the manager, but it's still shitty because it's just fueling the manager for all of this, but, but truly doesn't give a shit about anything, but the money that she's going to make here. Empathy is a thing. And guess what? When you're a server who has empathy, you're going to be a lot more successful because you can actually connect with people. You can actually 
seek to and successfully understand where they're coming from and better serve their needs and better anticipate their needs because you develop an understanding instead of treating people just as, you know, the potential gratuity. But this COVID taste thing, we know all too well. I've seen it and it didn't happen to me. It happened to Candy Thunder, but but that affects everyone. And that affects, I mean, it affects the cologne that I can wear. It affects certain soap that I can use. It affects everything. Everything has been affected. And the, the, the food that she enjoys and the drinks that she enjoys now have all dwindled down to this very, very short list of things that she can actually tolerate because everything else literally tastes like hot garbage. And if someone had been treating her like this in public, they would have got to deal with me if she hadn't gotten to him first. And she probably would have. Shit humans. It's been two years for Candy Thunder. Nothing has come back. There was one brief period, and Candy Thunder, you'll have to uh, you'll have to correct me on this, but there was a brief period that was like probably six months ago where for a couple of weeks, it's like her taste was back. And then I think she got sick. And then it went away again. So it was like, you're getting all your taste back. You're going to get to enjoy those things you love so much again. Nope. Just kidding. Just kidding. She's tried to do a lot of things. And, you know, we just work around it now. We just work around and we, and she knows what's safe for her and she knows what's not. And that that does harm the ability to adventure, though, because now it's like you have this very this very small list of things that's that's safe. I've seen what it's done to her. And um and there are sometimes there are sometimes where like she'll she'll try something and she's like, man, I just wanted to see if if there was any chance. It's like, you know, something that that was one of her favorite things in the world. She'll try it and just get so defeated and frustrated by it. And I I mean, I get it. I, I'm fortunate to not be going through it, but I see it happen to her and I, I know how much it's destroyed her. I, I'm going to say the server and manager here are both ask on ones because they're just this is shit human behavior this is not just how they were treating the girls in general but in addition to that i think how they were treating the girls in general was probably an ask on two thing when it got to to the covid girl and not not attempting to be understanding at all and his freaking comment about no wonder they have no wonder they don't have dates like you're just a dick just a sad dick both ask on ones We've got a table for two in our Ascon One section. Everything tastes like assholes. Everything smells like assholes. Everything looks like assholes. And only assholes are allowed to sit there. You stay as long as you like. No one else is coming. It's just you two. Gratuity is included. I realize that it's not a table of eight or more, but you're both really big assholes, so... There you go. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder, and I have a special story for you. It's special because it's massive. So massive, I had to start sitting down again. I'm like, you know what? Looking at the length of this story, I'm going to sit down for this one. So you might want to sit down too, you know what I mean? This one is actually from the Best of Redditor updates. So, special. And it is called, Am I the Askonaut for not wanting to contact my son after he was the one who abandoned me? Originally posted April 12th, 2023. 
I, 45 female, have a son from my previous marriage. I got pregnant way too young at the age of 20 from my high school sweetheart, David, 45 male. We got married at the age of 22 after we graduated college. David was rich. He didn't want me to work, so I was just a housewife. My son was the apple of my eye. I gave everything to him. He was my world. He and I were really close, and I never had a doubt in my mind that I would not be alone in this world as long as I have him. That is, until 10 years ago. I found out that my husband was cheating on me with a young colleague of his. And what is worse, my 15-year-old son knew about it. He hid the affair from me. Imagine how broken I was. I was betrayed by two people I care most about in this world. I asked him why he did that, why he hurt me. His response was that his dad told him not to. He bought him gifts to keep his mouth shut, and having a young stepmom made him popular amongst kids. I was totally blindsided when I learned that my husband took my little boy to meet that woman. They made excuses that they went on a ski trip and they took his mistress with them. I felt like a fool at that time. In the divorce ruling, my son chose my ex over me. I was heartbroken. My son didn't even want to visit me after it was all done. I even tried to reach out to him once he turned 18, but he just refused. At that point, I gave up and went on with my life. I would still get sad over the years wondering how he was doing. I did move on and met someone who was a single father of two girls. I married him, and a few days after our wedding, I got pregnant. The pregnancy was a nightmare. I wanted to meet my son and tell him he's going to be a brother to a baby girl. The labor was painful. I almost died on the spot after giving birth to my daughter. I still wanted to meet my son, but I knew he did not want to see me, so I just gave up on that idea. Over the years, the memories of him just became vague as I immersed myself into my new family. A week ago, I got a series of messages from him on my Facebook. He said that he missed me a lot and wants to meet up with me. It took me by surprise. Over the last 10 years, he has not contacted me. Now he wants to see me? Why? I've been going over every possible reason. The worst part is that I do not feel excited about it. As a mother, I know I should be over the moon, but I'm not. My parents and husband know that. They have been pushing me to meet him. They say I need closure. After all, he is my son. But I don't know if I want to relive the same trauma. So am I wrong? Edit, wow, I never thought this would get this amount of response. But thanks. I will give an official update on this, but now I am in conflict. If I do meet him, I won't call him to my house. Maybe a public place. I'm not sure if he wants something, but I will be cautious of that. Some of the relevant comments from Original OP. I checked his social media last time five years ago. The last post I saw was his stepmother and the caption said, To the best mom in this world. I felt heartbroken. I scrolled through his feed. There was no mention of me, as if I never existed in his life. I didn't do anything. I didn't badmouth him or push him away. He made his decision on his own. Updated April 16th, 2023. A lot of you have been requesting me for an update. I finally met with my son after so many years. He was not a boy anymore. He was a man. He looked taller than I remember. So anyways, I will give an update. I read your comments. Some of you gave me some good suggestions. I prepared myself for any possible outcome. He could be there to meet me and tell me about his life or maybe reconcile, or maybe he wants something. Regardless of what it is, I'm keeping my guards up. I asked him to meet me in a public park. I asked my husband to be somewhere near so he could see me. My son came five minutes after I arrived. He was all grown up. I won't lie, I wanted to cry at the spot, but I held my composure. He said hi to me, and I smiled. I commented that he was all grown up and looks really nice. He just nodded. We sat down and it was silent. I was expecting him to say something at first, but I finally asked what he was up to these days. He told me he was doing fine. He just finished college and is going to apply for grad school. I said, that's great. 
Then it was awkward silence again. He broke the silence and said, You must be wondering why I contacted you. I replied, For ten years you haven't tried to contact me, but why now? I cannot help but wonder why you were trying to contact me when you told me years ago you didn't want me near you because I embarrass you. His face got serious and he said, I know that, but I need something from you. Shocking. A lot of you suggested he must be here to ask me for money. Well, you guys were right. He asked me for money and the amount was 20K. He said he needed the money because he wants to go to law school and his father can't afford it because he lost a lot of his money in a few years ago due to a loss in his business and his company went bankrupt. He also had three more kids with his mistress wife. That's why they do not have any money for him to go to grad school. It just sank my heart. After 10 years, I was finally meeting him. I was hoping that we could reconcile and he would understand what I have been through or maybe my husband was lying to him. But no, he just wants money from me. I told him I cannot give him money. Not such a huge amount. He got defensive and kept saying, why not? And then he asked, is this about dad's affair? Jeez, when will you get over it? I asked him, why do you hate me? What have I done to deserve your hatred? Have I ever raised my voice? Have I ever hit you or said no to you? Then why? You always push me away when I tried to get closer to you. Why and what did I do to deserve it? He took a deep breath and said, you don't understand, mom. You really expected me to come with you? You had nothing. At least my dad could afford the lifestyle I wanted and my friends actually like Carla, his stepmom. Everything was fine until you discovered his affair and my deal with dad. I get it, you didn't hit me or scold me, but you were not able to afford the life I wanted. I asked him if he really thinks his father's affair was actually the best for any of us. I sacrificed a lot for him, and yet he chose someone who he only met when he was 14. He said he doesn't want to talk about that because it was so many years ago and I should just drop it. I asked him why he never tried to come visit me. I even asked if it was his dad who tried to stop him or any other reason or is it something I did. I tried to reach out to him multiple times but he never answered or tried to be there. I gave him space because I thought he was coping with the divorce too. He yelled at me that I was really annoying. His dad didn't stop him. It was he who didn't want to meet me because I lived in a small apartment with only two bedrooms. He hated living in a place like that. And he ignored me on his 18th birthday because the gift I had for him was pretty cheap and stale compared to what his dad and other people gave him. I agree. My gift was a box of his favorite cookies and an old vintage watch. I was struggling a lot at that time, so I couldn't afford to buy him expensive stuff. But does that mean he should have ignored me like that? I had enough of it. I told him strictly that I will not be giving him money. I've spent years wondering where he is and how he's doing. He is still very disrespectful towards me. Throughout our whole conversation, he didn't even ask how I was. He just went straight to money. I was here hoping that we could move on. He had no idea how much of a mess I was when I learned the man I loved so much would betray me and then my own son would lie to me for him. I thought we had a special bond. My head was going through a lot of conclusions. Maybe his dad was lying to him about me. Maybe he was mad about something I did. But now I have the picture. I do not want to be his ATM. I wanted to be his mother, even when he rejected me. I'm tired of feeling rejected and getting mistreated and taken for granted. He kept saying and getting even more defensive that I cannot do this to him. I am ruining his life. I told him no. I cannot trust him to give him so much money. He told me to cut the BS because he knew I have the money and I can easily give him some. I told him no, again and again. He at one point stood up and blamed me and screamed that I'm ruining his life and I owe it to him. I called my husband and he rushed towards me to keep my son away from me. I now know that I should have trusted my instincts. I cried a lot when I came home. I've lost him forever. I know that a lot of you will call me a bad mother. You will call me a narcissist. 
but I am sorry. I've spent a lot of time in therapy to get over the pain of losing my husband and my son. I cannot have him in my life only to be used as an ATM. Even if I give him the money, there's no guarantee that after getting the money, he will not ghost me or push me away when the money runs out, or that he'll come to me again asking for more. I cannot go through the similar pain. I may be able to forgive him for what he said to me, but I don't think I will ever forget what he said. He hated me because I had no money. I would have been fine with weekly visits from him, but he never even wanted that. Additionally, I discovered during our conversation that he was the first one to find out that my husband was having an affair and he asked his dad to buy him a new phone in exchange for not telling me. I lost. That's all I have as an update. I'm sorry if there were any mistakes. It is hard to write and form sentences and put all of it in a few words. And no, his birthday was not the only time I reached out like many of you assumed. I tried to reach out to him before that many times. He said he didn't want to or had other excuses. I respected his decision and didn't bother him much. I finally gave up trying when he was 18, but I still checked his social media for quite a while until I gave that up too. This is like every parent's nightmare for your child should to just decide that you're not good enough for them. And for this little shit, it was because she didn't have enough money for the lifestyle that he wanted. Even if that shallow, vain point of view is his primary driver, it would mean living with his dad, but still having visitation with his mom, still seeing his mom, still having some kind of relationship. But this kid is either a sociopath or a narcissist because he legitimately doesn't give a shit. He wants what he wants, what's going to serve his needs, and has no no emotional connection, may not even possess the ability to have an emotional connection beyond that. And maybe it's something he learned from his father. Maybe it's something he was born with. But this, this boy, man now, is broken. This is not on OP here. This is not on this mom. Maybe if she would have seen the signs like way earlier in his childhood, maybe if she had noticed something that was going to lead to this, maybe she could have prevented it, but it doesn't sound like that's the case at all. It sounds like either, you know, he, he inherited this from his father or he just chose to become this and chose to, to choose money above all. And if you don't have it, he's got no use for you. And if you do have it, you owe it to him. And he took that approach on both parents. That's not, this is a nightmare. This is an absolute nightmare for a parent where, what choice does she have? I don't I don't see any other choice than than the route that she chose here and it's heartbreaking and it sucks. And my heart goes out to her. Um and I, I don't know that you can say much else than that. This her her child is broken. I'm not sure how old he is now. It's either twenty eight or twenty three. Either way, he's to the point now where that behavior is not going to get unlearned. Therapy is not going to train him to think differently, to adopt a different worldview. He is who he is right now. Maybe that can be changed, but he doesn't want it to. He He's comfortable with being who he is. He just needs the money to make it happen, to provide the lifestyle that he wants. And he's never going to have an emotional connection with anyone. So there's no point in trying here. This is sad. This was a sad one, and it's a nightmare. This is nightmare fuel for parents. Sorry. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askinaut for Bringing My Baby to a Restaurant? I think this one is probably going to be a good debate post since this topic seems to divide people. 
I saw a similar post here recently and assumed it was fake because surely stuff like this doesn't happen in real life until it happened to me yesterday. I, 30 female, have a three-month-old baby. Yesterday, I went out to lunch with my husband and some friends and brought the baby along. The restaurant was a trendy gastropub type place. Think $15 to $20 burgers in a high cost of living area. We've eaten here a couple of times a month for the past six years, and there are often families with kids here, so it's not like we took the baby to a kid-free environment. We were seated on the outdoor patio. For the first 30 or so minutes of us being there, the baby sat on my lap, making quiet baby noises. At one point, he started to fuss, so I got up to take him away from the restaurant to calm him down. Because I know people are going to ask, this is exactly what happened. Baby started to fuss. I stood up and grabbed a pacifier and blanket out of my bag. Baby started crying about halfway between the table and patio exit. Had what happened next not happened, the baby would have been crying in the restaurant for no more than 20 seconds. As I'm exiting the patio, someone from another table called out to get my attention. Thinking he was trying to tell me I dropped something, I started looking at the floor around me. He yelled again to get my attention and said something to the effect of, No one wants to hear your baby. You ain't effing special. Cool, dude. Cool. I'm not a confrontational person, so I just turned around and left. Once the baby had calmed down, I came back into the restaurant. The man tried to get my attention again, but I just walked past him and ignored him. The baby didn't fuss for the rest of the meal, but we got dirty looks from the man and his date until they left. I ran this by some of my mom's friends and they're split. Some say he was an ass. Some say I shouldn't have taken the baby out until it was older until he was older. And some say that they don't take their kids out to eat at all because it's rude to other people. I'm looking for a wider variety of opinions here, so am I the asshole? Okay, it's tough to take your baby out in public because you know there's a lot of risk involved with it, but as long as you have a plan, and OP had a plan here, if the baby started fussing, she was going to remove the baby from the area so that it didn't affect other people. So, baby fussed a little bit, and this dude's like... (sighs) Oh my god, do you hear that baby over there? That's just unruly. That baby should know better. Those parents shouldn't take their baby out in public ever. You're right, yeah. Parents with infant children until they're the age of what? Two should just stay in a hole until their children know to behave. Well, it's worse when they're a toddler, actually. So until they're the age of 10, parents just aren't allowed to leave the house. They have to door dash and make shit at home. And that's all they're allowed to do. It's mac and cheese and weenies for everybody for 10 years because they're not allowed to go out in public. That's crap. When you go out in public, you are subjecting yourself to other people in those public areas that are outside of your control. You're subjecting yourself to a public environment. That kind of stuff is going to happen. I mean, if there were some guys watching a ball game at the bar being loud about the game that was going on, not being unruly, just being loud and excited, you would be hearing that too. And that would be more disturbing, more disruptive at least than the baby crying a little bit. If I was Brozo's date, the guy who actually spoke up and got pissed about it, I would be looking at his reaction to this as a, wow, so this guy's obviously not father material, hates kids. I don't know. It drives me a little bit crazy. She handled it great. She didn't even let the fussing continue to the point of being a complete disruption. It was a little bit of fussing. She got up, removed the disruption. It's a freaking restaurant, dude. A hipster burger joint. It's not like it was a five-star fancy dress code restaurant with a grand piano in the middle. 18th and Vine kind of KC swanky deal so op not the asshole at all here random douche nozzle of a dude who was there with his date and couldn't stand to be bothered you're not special my god that's all kids know how to do cry eat poop sleep that's it expecting them to just give up one of the four things they know how to do ain't gonna happen
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again with another AITA story for you. This one is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Rewarding My Daughter After Her Car Accident? guessing there's more to this. My male 60 daughter, female 22, lives with me while she goes to college and works a part-time job. Her main mode of transportation is slash was a car that's in my name and paid for by me, but she's the only one who uses it since I have a truck that I use. This past week while on her way home from her job, she got into an accident while making a turn at an intersection with a sharp corner around some trees that's difficult to see if there's oncoming traffic. That was a difficult sentence. The way she describes it, she believed to be in the clear and started slowly inching forward at the same time a van came speeding around the corner. Between the angle of the hit and how fast the van was going, nearly the entire front of my car was taken off, though fortunately no one was injured. She called me sobbing and panicking. She could barely speak while she told me what happened. I rushed over to pick her up and we got a tow truck sorted for the car, which is definitely totaled. And she was still shaking from the whole ordeal and profusely apologizing. She's been in a couple car accidents before as a kid, but this was the first where she was behind the wheel. I know she wasn't being reckless the intersection absolutely sucks the accident was just that an accident the car is what it is but i'm just glad my daughter was all right since she was still shaken up i took her to dinner at one of her favorite restaurants that we don't go to very often to help her calm down which did help her mood quite a lot i assumed everything was fine until i got a call from her mother my ex-wife berating me for essentially rewarding our daughter for wrecking the car she was always the type to insist that giving someone treats after bad behavior would encourage said behavior which i understand to an extent for little kids but my ex-wife ended the call by basically saying, I've just encouraged her to damage any future car she's driving to go to a nice dinner. I don't believe my daughter is the type to do that. She was already kind of a nervous driver to begin with, and this situation has likely only escalated that. But when I met up with some buddies, they agreed my ex-wife has a point, and I probably shouldn't have taken her to dinner right after the accident since she was still technically at fault and should have been more careful. This now has me doubting my actions. So... Am I the astronaut? A couple of the top comments from this are, Not the asshole. Your ex sounds insufferable. Who is going to wreck their car repeatedly to get a free dinner? <laughs> OP's response, She is indeed my ex for a reason. So ex-wife is giving the daughter so little mental credit here saying that she doesn't have the capacity to understand that the dinner isn't a reward for wrecking her car. The direct link to rewarding bad behavior, yes, little kids and dogs. But at some point, you have to give someone credit enough to think that they have the mental capacity to understand that taking her to dinner was to get her to calm down, not to reward her for wrecking the car. It's a stretch. And the fact that his friends agreed, some of his friends agreed, that concerns me. What? I do not understand. She's on the way home. She's like, can I drive? Because uh, I'd really like to wreck your truck and get dessert. Also, funny, quick story. I had like just turned 16. Didn't have my own car yet. I had my license. My parents had a brand new Dodge Stratus, which was, I don't even know that there's many on the road now, but they had this brand new Dodge Stratus that, you know, my mom was very proud of it and they were letting me drive it. It's a sedan. And uh, I went and picked up a couple of buddies and we were driving around and the road that we were on, we were on some back roads. It was a twisty road. And what happened was that the road turned faster than the car. And I ended up sailing off of the road on the opposite side of the road into a 15 foot ditch. I called it a ravine because at 15 feet, it felt like it. And this was in the middle of the night in February. So it was freezing freaking cold. I'm getting to the good part. Hang in there with me. The nearest house was like over a mile down the road in the freezing cold. So we walk down to this house, knock on the door. Luckily, the guy offers to give us a ride back to my parents' house, which is, you know, a few miles away. But he had this little pickup, like a Chevy S10. So 
one of my buddies got to sit in the truck and two of us had to sit in the back of the truck in sub freezing temperatures. By the time we get to my parents' house, snot is like frozen to my face. And I walk in and I'm panicked and I tell them what happened. And of course they're immediately flipping out. And of course, like a teenager, I'm like, by the way, I'm okay. And they're like, well, clearly we can see that you're okay. We're worried about the car. Where is the car? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Uh, the road turned faster than the car, whatever. So I'm riding with my dad in his truck as we go to find the car that I've run off the road. It is the middle of the night. Keep that in mind. And it was a 15 foot ditch. Keep that in mind too. So as we're winding through these roads, we come across the last turn and you can't even see the vehicle. You can only see the glow of the emergency lights on the trees around it. And it's like a UFO. Like, wah, wah. And I very distinctly remember what my father said. He turned to me and he goes, you gotta be shitting me, Dustin. That's my dad. He is a man of few words, but when he speaks, he means it. You gotta be shitting me. It stuck with me forever, forever. Luckily, some guys in these off-roady Jeeps showed up and they hooked up some tow straps to their hitches and one of their hitches broke off, flew through the air, nailed their car in the roof and did more damage than I had done putting it into the 15-foot ravine. So moral of the story is don't do that, I guess. Sometimes the road turns faster than cars. And that's that's when I discovered the importance of all-wheel drive. Why well, I started driving Subarus. The road don't turn faster than the car no more. All-wheel drive. That was a big tangent there. OP's not the asshole at all for doing this, in my book at least. I mean, we can pull up the scale to talk about it, but could he have done this differently? Should he have done this differently? Should he definitely not have done this? Or is he a terrible person? I don't know that any of this registers for me. He was doing what he thought was right at the time, which was really just trying to get her to calm down. And what were his options when trying to get her to calm down? It was either just take her home and sit there and wait and talk about it. This was a distraction. He was trying to take her mind off of it to get her to calm down. So if it wasn't this, it would have been something different and it would have been used against him in the exact same way. So I don't think there's anything he could have done differently here. Not the asshole in my book at all. The X sounds like it doesn't matter what he would have done. It would have been the wrong thing. And I'm sure we can all relate to that in some form or fashion. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with yet another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for laughing at my girlfriend when she suggested I should offer to pay the bill for her family? My 23 male girlfriend, 21 female, and I have been together for a year and a half. Her family is super sweet and I get along great with them. Now my girlfriend's dad is pretty well off. Every time I've gone out to dinner with her family, he always foots the bill. Her family has been great to me. They always welcome me in their house. I went on a vacation with them back in the winter. Her parents paid for our hotel for the entire week. Her dad gave her money for food. Granted, it was for her, her brother, and myself. I also only paid for half of my flight because my girlfriend offered to pay for the other half. The only thing I really had to pay for is food a couple of days out of the trip, which my girlfriend pitched in and helped with too. This past weekend, my girlfriend, myself, her younger brother, and her dad went out for brunch. I was spending the weekend with her anyway, so she invited me to join them. Before we left, her and I were talking, and she mentioned how maybe I should offer to pay for brunch, as in for all four of us. She assured me that her dad would 1000% refuse to let me pay, but he would probably really appreciate and respect me for offering. 
this is dangerous. Now here's where I may sound like the asshole, but I honestly laughed at her suggesting this. I told her I would offer to cover our, her and my portion of the bill, but to expect me to offer to cover the entire bill is absurd. Sure, I work a full-time job and all of that, but I have my own bills and stuff to worry about, and she wants me to offer to pay for $150-ish brunch? She told me that if her dad accepted, which she could 100% guarantee that he wouldn't, that she would send me half for the bill. I continued to laugh and told her I'm not doing that. I'll offer to pay for our half and that's it. I asked her if the roles were reversed if she would offer to pay the bill for my family. Eight of us, total including my girlfriend. She said that's completely different. That's eight people not four. We both have very different upbringings in terms of the situation. I mean about paying the bill. She grew up with a decently well-off family where they would constantly argue on who would pay the bill because everyone in her family would always offer out of courtesy. I grew up very differently as I come from a family that was not financially well off. If someone offered to foot the bill, you'd just sit back and let them do it. When we went out to brunch, I offered to cover both her and my portion of the bill. Her dad immediately refused and covered the whole bill. She gave me a, I told you so look. She thinks I was an asshole for how I reacted to the situation and says I should have trusted her. She told me she needs some space because my reaction to the whole situation is kind of a turnoff to her and she needs to think about things. Am I the asshole? This is an interesting one. Okay, so in his shoes... If I had been given time to prepare, this was a spur of the moment thing. Like right before they went to brunch, it was like, hey, you should offer to pay. And I'd be like, oh... Maybe give me a little more time. At 23, you're not rolling in dough, obviously. You're just scraping by. Not that it's any different at 40, but at 23, you probably need a little bit more time to prepare to pay for a $150 check. And if you're going to offer, you have to be prepared to execute. That's my point here. So he probably needed at least a little more of a heads up, a couple days maybe, at least a day to be able to pull this off and to be able to comfortably offer. There's also a flip side of this that says that offering to pay can be heavily offensive to some people. And I've actually pissed some people off by offering to pay before. I want to say it was my grandpa, but legitimately you can piss people off if you attempt to pay or offer to pay. It may be a cultural thing, but could have been offensive to the dad too, to offering to pay for his meal. You know what I mean? In some cultures, it can actually be like that. So he could have done more damage offering to pay for everyone. What's interesting here is that his girlfriend, because of the way that she was brought up, is turned off by this, but that's because her model has been her dad. And she was brought up in a wealthy environment where it's normal to do that and where I guess they don't have to think about having the funds to be able to pull that off. And for him, he probably needed some more time to be able to feel comfortable doing that. Or maybe he thought he could offend the dad and didn't want to do it that way. If that was the case, he should have said so in here and that would make more sense. But he didn't. So he just laughed about it. He probably needed to offer some kind of explanation and be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this because. Because either like I would need more time to just be able to execute that and not have it hurt me. And he needs to be able to follow through if he offers to do it. If he offered to do it and then couldn't, that would look really bad to everyone. Or if he was afraid he was going to offend the father, he should have mentioned those things to her. And she might have been more understanding. I don't know what she's thinking his angle is here. If she kind of sees him as a mooch now, that's possible. It certainly came across as a weakness to her that she didn't like and she saw it as a turnoff. So it's a difference of upbringing that really forked them in the road here. Forked them in the road sounds weird. I'm going to never say that again. You know what I mean, though. It's a difference of upbringing and a difference of opinion, and it's different. It's one of the ways that they're different. So as we've talked about in previous stories, the person who creates the event and invites people typically pays, at least in some cultures. It was going to be the three of them, so probably it was something initiated by the dad. 
And in that case, he would normally pay. By the old rules, I don't know that those really apply anymore, but accepting all the money from the girlfriend's family but can't pay for brunch, if she had given him more of a heads up, I think there's a chance that he may have been more comfortable with it. But I think she caught him off guard and made him uncomfortable. And it's either because he didn't have the money to be able to comfortably pull that off right then without it harming other things. He should because he didn't have to pay for anything else, but that's just not how life works, obviously. But I think it's the spur of the moment thing. He did not communicate well and could have communicated better. And if we're really applying the scale here, that would put him in ASCON 4 territory because he could have done that differently. Could have explained why he had an aversion to it or what his concerns were and the fact that he didn't, she saw his weakness. But her putting him on the spot like that, she shouldn't have done either or she could have done differently. So it isn't everyone sucks here. I don't know what to degree that goes on though. And I think in his position... You know, if money was tighter, he's seeing this girl that comes from a wealthy family and their family just has no concerns about money at all. She hit him with the idea of paying for brunch last minute. Then I'm sure he got nervous. His back was probably sweating then. It's like somebody randomly asking you to jump on a live. Candy Thunder just handed these to me and wanted me to make sure I mentioned them again. These stickers are available at dusty-thunder.com. This is a sticker sheet, which has like nine different stickers on there. I told it closer, but I'm using manual focus on this camera, so it's not going to be super in focus. And then we have a couple of different sticker packs that have individual loose stickers in there too. You definitely need to go check them out. It's dusty-thunder.com. We just got them in. We're shipping them out now. So the first batch of them, we actually handed off to the mail lady just like an hour ago. So if you've ordered some already, they're on the way. And we're including some bonus stuff in there. Some bonus stuff from a storm cloud marketing in there. Extra incentive. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.